You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. If I sat down at the old Red Deer Buffet and crushed six plates of uh, <laughs> of Chinese food wearing a, you know, a Trailer Park Boys t-shirt here, Mom. Have my shirt. Grab some poutine and a double double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL podcast. Ready, set, hook. And it is episode 86, the Two and Out CFL podcast. Just Travis Curra today. Old Brazilian tie. He's down with the laryngitis, but thanks to him, he helped put the sheets together, got the show going. And thanks to you, back in July, I did the show by myself. I wasn't sure if. Anybody would listen if you would just turn it off, get sick of me, unfollow me, you know, hate me, trash me, things like that. But you were really cool. So I'm just riding solo today. I'm riding dirty. I'm riding white and nerdy, whatever you feel like. The best thing about having a co-host, though, like I got some cookies here, some score cookies somebody dropped off today. I can't really eat them without a co-host. I can't say, hey, Brazilian Thai, Andrew Harris, not going to get to a thousand thousand this year. What do you think? Then I could take a bite. But now if I take a bite, it's really awkward. And it's really rude for me to have a bite of a cookie and talk to you. If I had some extra Halloween candy, I could pop in a Kit Kat, a Reese, you know, a coffee crisp. Excuse me, this coffee, I can't drink it because I don't have a co-host. <laughs> But that's okay. That is the best part about having a co-host. Though, speaking of Halloween, we're adults here. I'm an adult. I assume you're an adult. If you're a kid listening to a podcast, good for you, man. Find something better to do with your time than listening to two and out. Because, man, you're not going to grow up very uh, well if you just listen to this podcast all the time. But November 1st is a great day because the Halloween candy starts to go on sale. It is absolutely beautiful. The discounts. My crowning achievement. It was probably November 7th or 8th a few years ago. Wandered into the Safeway. The last Hershey box. 120 pieces. 90% off. I jumped on that bad boy like you would not believe. So I'm trying to get in on that. And hey, maybe we should discuss favorite Halloween candy. On Twitter this week. If I could customize a box, Kit Kat, Coffee Crisp, Peanut Butter Cups, Peanut M&M's. That's all I need. That is all I need, and I am a happy camper for life. In the huddle on the Two It Out podcast. All right, enough uh, food talk. I think we talk about it just about every single week. But, hey, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for food, man. I don't think any of us would be. But the year-end awards were announced. And, man, this is going to be tough to decide who is going to be winning any of these awards. I think everyone is, is going to be a really close race. Most Outstanding Player was very interesting. Usually it's just quarterbacks. You know, they'll just throw the quarterback out on there. But three quarterbacks are nominated this year. Mike Riley, Matt Nichols, Ricky Ray, all former Edmonton Eskimos. I think this race may be down to Ricky Ray and uh, possibly Alex Singleton. It's 
very, very uh, close here when that one. For most outstanding defensive player, uh, Ed Ganey, Alex Singleton, I think that one's going in the West. Canadian is a tough one. The, I mean, the fact that Alex Singleton is a Canadian, I mean, he has to win it. <laughs> He didn't make the rules, or maybe it's Andrew Harris. It's between Singleton and Harris in this one, offensive lineman. That is always a tough one. I really like Brendan Labatt. He played all over the offensive line this year, really showed his versatility there. You know, he's not just sitting there in left guard and, you know, just being a big old pylon. He is moving all over the place. He's doing center. He's doing everything he can for his team, and I... I think he deserves to be commended for that. As far as special teams player goes, I think Roy Finch. I really like Roy Finch on that one. Hilarious side note on that. The Montreal Alouettes, they have Martin Bedard as their nominee for the most outstanding special teams player. If you don't know that name, he is a long snapper. He actually missed a few games this year, too. I don't know... How we don't see Stefan Logan nominated in that spot. It doesn't really make much much sense to me. The guy's explosive. He still brings it on returns, but Bedard, he, he totally gets the nomination there. As far as most outstanding rookie goes, I think that one will be East. It's James Wilder Jr. and Richard Leonard. I totally think it's going to be Wilder getting it. Uh defensive players, I don't think they get as much love as they should. It's really hard to play defensive back in this league. Those receivers get a running start with that waggle at you, so it's not easy to play that position, but Wilder, he's the running back. He gets the rock. He gets the scores. He gets the glory. He'll probably win most outstanding rookie. Injuries keep coming and just piling up at the worst possible time for some teams, and Winnipeg has really gotten the bug. They lost Darvin Adams recently. They lost Mo Leggett. Now Matt Nichols gets hurt. And apparently, I don't think anybody knew this, except maybe some people within the Blue Bombers organization, he was dealing with a calf injury. And Matt Dunnigan said this on the TSN broadcast. And he ends up leaving the game. He goes down. And it was a non-contact injury. Whenever those non-contact injuries happen, you get really worried. You're thinking, oh, no. Is it Achilles? Is it ACL? Uh, I guess it's a calf injury. Mike O'Shea says he will be good to go for the West semifinal. On Wednesday, Nichols would not speak to media about his health. So maybe he's good to go. Maybe he isn't. Dan LaFever will start for Winnipeg this weekend against Calgary. Andrew Harris also knocked out of last week's game against BC, hit in the head. I do think it was a football play. It was a tough hit. It just happened so fast, and that's what happens in our sport. But he was woozy. He had the spaghetti legs. He's going to be playing this week. At least he was running with the first-teamers on Wednesday. I don't think he should be. We're talking about concussions in today's game, it's a serious issue. It really is. Parents are now getting afraid to put their kids in football because of concussions. Maybe Harris can just sit the week out. I understand. The Bombers have a home playoff game on the line. 
it really shouldn't be coming down to this week. I'm absolutely shocked that we're sitting here and the Edmonton Eskimos could be hosting a home playoff game after going on that brutal. I'm sure for Eskimo fans, it was just excruciating to go on that six-game losing streak. But (laughs) we sit here today. If Edmonton beats Saskatchewan and Calgary beats Winnipeg, Winnipeg is going to Edmonton for the West semifinal, and they don't want to do that. So I think that's part of that, uh, throwing Harris into the game against Calgary, and they want to get him to a 1,000 rushing yards. He he can get that. He can't get the 1,000 receiving yards. Maybe he could. He needs over 100 in this game against Calgary, but that is going to be a tough one. Now, I do think that in the last game, Winnipeg got really exposed for their quarterback depth. Dom Davis comes into the game, and I know some Bomber fans have been pretty high on Dominic Davis over the last few years, and the guy's got a rifle. He can sling it in there, but he's not quite accurate. He's now been with the team for three years. He came into the game, couldn't get it done, couldn't get, couldn't get the offense really moving. Dan Lefevre comes in. He doesn't fare much better either. I'm interested to see what the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be doing in the offseason as far as that quarterback position goes because it's Matt Nichols and then it's sad. It is a wasteland after that. So, hey, maybe they go after James Franklin. Maybe they believe that Travis Lule will be good to go and, you know, he'd make a serviceable serviceable backup in Winnipeg. I don't know what they do, but I do think they need to do something uh, to have a better uh, situation behind Matt Nichols in Winnipeg. And that offense has been struggling anyway over the past few weeks. They haven't been able to get anything going, so they do need to fix that. Their defense has been keeping them close in games with turnovers, and I, I know a lot of people me included, at the beginning of the year thought, hey, they're not going to be able to repeat with all those turnovers from last year and keep their uh, team into games, but they're doing it again, and their special teams are getting it done too, so I don't know if that'll get it done in the playoffs for them, but that offense, I think, might need an overhaul, especially a quarterback uh, as far as depth goes in the offseason. The Edmonton Eskimos, this one is far too familiar of a situation for them, but Brandon Thompson has a ruptured Achilles. He will miss the rest of the season, but suddenly there's depth in the Eskimos secondary. Forest Hightower will fill in. I don't think it's much of a drop-off there, uh, but that Eskimo secondary over the past little while, it was rough at the beginning of the year, and last year it was really rough, but now... The defense has really come together. Uh, hey, maybe Benavides gets a head coaching shot here next season. Uh, Ed Hervey has said he wants to get back into the CFL. But, man, that uh, secondary, suddenly there is a bit of depth in Edmonton. The Riders make a signing. Shakir Bell signs with Saskatchewan. Trent Richardson had a great game for the Riders last week, hit over 100 yards, but near the end of the game, got hurt. Cam Marshall won't be playing. I do wonder if this means Cam Marshall won't be back for the rest of the season. This week, they have said Marcus Figpen will start at tailback, who came back earlier this season, had the one game, left with an injury, and hasn't played since. But Shakir Bell, I'm a big fan of. 
He's only 25 years old. In four games with Edmonton last year, he had 425 yards, 6.3 yards per carry average. And in 2015, the Grey Cup year, he had 633 yards, 5.6 yard average on the ground there as well. He does have fumble issues, but I do think that can be fixed. You can't really teach the speed, the quickness, the agility that he has. He just has that. I do think you can fix the fumble issues, and we'll see if he gets a bit of game action. But either way, some depth for the Riders as they get ready for the playoffs. Uh, A nice returning player from injury for Toronto, Anthony Coombs is going to be starting this week. I saw a headline saying that he's going to be starting at running back. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, he is listed as a receiver on CFL Fantasy, so if you want to slot him in your flex spot, I really don't blame you for that as well. But when he was gone, that Toronto offense almost had a missing element there. They were throwing to him for the short passes. Ricky Ray really likes those. So Declan Cross has kind of filled in that role over the past you know, six, eight weeks uh, that uh, Anthony Coombs has been gone, but he's back. So he will fill in there. I do. You can't just take the ball away from James Wilder. And they want that home playoff game. They want the East final at BMO Field. So I think BC is, uh, it's not like the game matters for them this week, but they're going to be in tough against a Toronto team that really wants that first round bye and that home playoff game at BMO Field. By the way, I was watching Monday Night Football, and there was a really cool commercial on TSN about the playoffs happening at BMO Field. I was there for the Grey Cup last year. What a great stadium. What an intimate setting. I I don't know why you wouldn't want to go watch a football game there. Hey, that was the end of November. It was beautiful outside. I almost wore shorts to the game. I don't even think I wore mitts to the Grey Cup. It was just absolutely phenomenal weather there. And you need to go. Check out a game there. If you're in Toronto and listening to this podcast, you probably already have Argos tickets. But get your friends uh, to go to the game. I'd love to see that place packed for the East Final and people can see how fun the CFL really is. Maybe that's all that we need to do. Show them that it's fun, man. This game is awesome. We had some fun games last week. Time for the Fantasy Expose on the 2 and Out podcast. I know this game did not matter for one team, but it was nothing but a highlight reel left and right. What a beautiful game it was. At the Hamilton 39-yard line with Drew Tate at the control. Swings it out and finds Ron Kleiner and Kleiner up the sidelines. Still going. It is so hard to just pick one highlight out of this game. It seemed like about four or five players had the games of their life in this one. I got to watch most of this game with my dad, and (laughs) we had so much fun watching this game. I feel like Hamilton stepped up to try and win this game because they don't like Ottawa, and they, they said, hey, we don't... We don't want to play the role of spoiler. Yes, you did, Hamilton. Yes, you did. I I saw how fired up Brandon Banks got uh, after catching one of his touchdowns. Yeah, you wanted to screw Ottawa out of that home playoff game. 
could not quite do it, though. Jeremiah Mazzoli absolutely lights out 32 of 46, 438 yards, and four touchdowns. If we're talking CFL fantasy, maybe you do want to start him this week. It looks like the Tiger Cats are just kind of looking at what they have for next season. Is Jeremiah Mazzoli the guy they want to go with at the beginning of next year? And now I'm thinking, I don't see why not. <laughs> he threw for four touchdowns. It was absolutely incredible to, to, to watch it happen. Brandon Banks next year, he might be a guy that has 1,500 yards receiving if he can keep this up with Mazzoli. 13 catches, 193 yards. He had 15 targets. Tasker has one of his best games of the year as well. 139 yards on 14 catches. If somebody said, hey, Travis, what is the CFL? I might just plop him down in front of the TV and just show him this game. 41-36, the final score. Absolutely incredible. On the Ottawa side of the ball, more players had the game of their lives. William Powell, 133 yards on 17 carries, including a big-time rush for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. He's a guy, if he can stay on the field, could be one of the better backs in the league. And we remember when Ottawa first came into the league, running back was just a revolving door. They could not find, you know, (laughs) anybody to keep carrying the rock for them. But now they got Madu and Powell. But Powell, he is the real deal. I think Jerron Kreiner also has the game of his life. Six catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns, but... We have to talk about Deontay Spencer. He had 133 yards receiving. But that's not the crazy part. He also had 165 kick return yards, 169 punt return yards, and 29 yards on a missed field goal return. If you are doing math in your head, that is 496 all-purpose yards insane maybe it wasn't that good he had no rushing yards I don't know if Ottawa was keeping track but how do you not try to get him to 500 (laughs) how incredible would that have been six players in CFL history have had over 400 yards in a game here's the list Earl Winfield Rocket Ismail Chad Owens Larry Taylor Albert Johnson III, and Deontay Spencer. This guy is absolutely incredible, and, you know, Ottawa getting him from Toronto has to be uh, a super good move. I mean, obviously, look at this. Without Spencer, they don't have the field position they have in this one. The guy's explosive, obviously. And I, I think one of the coolest parts was after the game, he was asked... What is he going to do with that jersey? This guy set a CFL record. He got choked up, and he said he was going to give it to his mom. Old Travis Kerr has a soft spot for guys that love their moms. I love my mom, too. I I mean, I don't know. What would my equivalent be? You know, if, if, if I sat down at the old Red Deer Buffet and crushed six plates of... Uh, <laughs> Of Chinese food, wearing a you know a Trailer Park Boys T-shirt. Here, mom, have my shirt. 
I am on the wall of fame at the Red Deer Buffet. That would be my equivalent, but good for Deontay Spencer. What an incredible game between both teams. And I, I think props to Hamilton for still showing up and trying to win games no matter what. We're on to the next one. Saskatchewan and Montreal, Darian Durant returns home. 37-12, the Riders win. Kevin Glenn takes the snap, drops, here's the toss for Chad Owens! Touchdown! Just across the goal line, the Flying Hawaiian, and the Riders are blowing it open. Yes, the Flying Hawaiian. Now, I think at the beginning of last year, everybody thought Chad Owens was done, me included. And he went on, and I thought, had a very nice year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He he had a very nice year altogether until until getting hurt late in the year. And I think a lot of people thought he was done this year too. And <laughs> I really don't blame them at all. I mean, he, he hasn't been on the field. Nobody really knows why. Was he still injured? Was Jones keeping him off for cap reasons? Was he not good enough? But he's come on. He's played a couple games while Naaman Roosevelt is not playing and Chad Owens, and I think he's proved us all long, all wrong. He had a great move, a great route on this one. Had a very easy touchdown, and Chad Owens looks like, yes, he does deserve to still be on a CFL field. He had nine catches, 114 yards with the touchdown you just heard. I think the story leading up to this one was Darren Durant coming home. And he's a very emotional guy. Media was all over him. I mean, they must have been just waiting at the airport like paparazzi and asking him questions and, you know, publishing the exact word. Yeah, maybe he could have chosen his words a little better. Basically, he said, you know, I did a lot for this franchise. I do, I think, deserve a standing ovation. He's not wrong. I I totally thought he deserved a standing ovation. Props to the riders for putting together a you know a tribute video and showing double some appreciation. And I don't think you can call the riders hypocrites for this. I, I don't think the general manager, Chris Jones, sits down and says, All right, let's edit this video together. You know, I, I, I don't know if he has any say in that at all. Maybe they just said, hey, Jones, you cool with this? Yeah, cool. Do do whatever you want. I don't care. i got to win a football game. But they're not hypocrites for letting him go and then showing him appreciation. And he comes in and, you know what, he, he made a couple plays, but that's about it. Nine of 20 for 126 yards and an interception. My heart wants to believe that doubles has... Some game left in him. My head says, I don't know. Matt Schiltz comes in, the rookie, uh, 5 of 13 for 47 yards and a touchdown. Uh, almost, it, it almost feels like the 25-point deficit for the, the Alouettes almost flatters them. A little bit, you know, they maybe should have lost by six touchdowns. Trent Richardson, 127 yards, 20 carries, two touchdowns, and Tyrell Sutton has 45 yards on eight carries. Ed Ganey himself gets another interception in this one. That is 10. I do think that deserves consideration for defensive uh, player of the year. Tell me I'm wearing green glasses all you want, but... Man, <laughs> I think you got to be up there when you get double digits for INTs. And it was the last game 
in the career of Nick Lewis. They wired him up for this one. They released some clips of that. Nick Lewis, I think, is one of those personalities. I think early in his career, a lot of people really hated him. They, as a Ryan fan, I did. Man, the guy goes on Twitter. He chirps you. He is brash, but he gets it done. And he's been playing. This was his 14th season. He put up over 13,000 receiving yards. The most receptions in CFL history. He's one of the GOATs. He's not going to be playing this weekend against Hamilton. So congratulations to Nick Lewis on a great career. And I really hope he does come out with a book. And I would love to read that book. But where I was going with that is, I think early in his career, he'd be very similar to a Deron Carter. Maybe they didn't play, you know, the same way. Uh, they're really different receivers, obviously. But uh, the personalities, the Twitter, the stuff like that, I think they're similar guys. And maybe Carter could learn a thing or two from Nick Lewis, I think. Also on Friday, the West Side Grandstand of Old Taylor Field, Mosaic Stadium, hit the ground. I watched it live on Facebook, and I felt so weird. That's where I had season tickets in Regina on the West Side, and they opened up that grandstand in, what, 1978? There's only been a few places where I have ugly cried in public. Taylor Field is one of them. The 2013 Grey Cup... When I realized that, yeah, it's real, they're going to win this Grey Cup at home, it almost was like the 2009 13th Man debacle kind of just washed away. And, yeah, I ugly cried. They didn't get me on the screen because way up top of that west side, no chance there was going to be a stadium cameraman going up those ramps. But I was thankful for those ramps because when it's cold out, you walk up and down those things, it keeps you warm. So, uh Rest in peace, Taylor Field. Uh, the new one, you know what? I, I like the new stadium. It's great. It doesn't have that character yet. And I heard somebody say, I'll, I'll take comfort over character, but I'll take memories over comfort. <laughs> the memories of that old Taylor Field, it's going to take a lot of years for the new one to live up to that. We go to Saturday afternoon. BC, I think, shocks Winnipeg with a 36-27 win. Blitz coming. Jenny's pump pick. What's over the top? He's got Burnham wide open. Brian Burnham with a foot race. Touchdown, BC. Double 53-yard score. And Burnham, who crossed 1,000 yards earlier, has the touchdown to extend BC's lead. Where was this from the BC Lions in the middle of the season? At the beginning of the year, they looked like a fun, awesome, team. They go out east, they win three games in a row. Looked like it was going to be a good year for BC, but then it just fell off the rails. Jonathan Jennings 30 of 40, 408 yards, four touchdowns. He did have the one pick, but that is the Jonathan Jennings that we came to know last year and even late the year before when he came in. He ended up playing in the playoffs but late in the year, putting on a show as the new pivot for the BC Lions. Maybe it's the, the the nothing to lose, the uh, loose mindset going into a game like this. But BC and Winnipeg all, always get together. And lately, the last few years, have been playing absolutely incredible games. Maybe Jennings just needs to get out of his own head and be like, hey, 
yeah, let's go have some fun. Let's go play some football. And that's what he did in this one. I already talked about the uh, Winnipeg quarterback situation. It was just sad. Uh, I mean, Lefevre and Davis combine to go 12 of 24 for 124 yards. Dan Lefevre throws for two INTs. That doesn't get it done. Chris Rainey, he started at running back for the Lions. 106 yards on the ground, but Brian Burnham and the Manny show show what everybody expected those two to do, I think, on a consistent basis for the Lions this year. 152 yards for Burnham, 101 yards for the Manny show. He looks like he's kind of over that knee injury. Earlier in the year, he had that banged-up knee, and then he was wearing the brace. And it looked like it was really restricting him, and he took the brace off, and it still looked like it was bugging him a bit. But in this one, Manny was just flying down the field, putting on a show. Those guys just having a lot of fun in this one, and BC may have ruined Winnipeg's hopes at a home playoff game. It comes down to this week against Calgary. Nichols will not be playing. (laughs) And you think Calgary's going to lose two in a row at home, three in a row overall? I don't think that's going to happen. Speaking of Calgary, yes, they did lose 29-20 to the Edmonton Eskimos. First and goal. Riley's hit again. End Touchdown. Adarius Bowman. It seemed like 2015 all over again in this one. Adarius Bowman, Darrell Walker, they were absolutely dominant. The, the leading receivers. Once again, I know Zilstra has another 100-yard game in this one, but Bowman, the, the first touchdown of the game, Walker uh, had had a lot going on as well. I, <laughs> this team is maybe the streakiest team in CFL history, but now you can't go on a more than a one-game losing streak. Edmonton is going to want to keep it together as they get ready for the playoffs, and I think they're going to be fired up against Saskatchewan this week. They got smashed in their own barn in August. They're going to want to come to do the same thing to Regina and earn that home playoff game. It comes after Calgary and Winnipeg, so they're going to know what they're going to need to do uh, come Saturday, and it could be a nice, cold, snowy game in Regina. I tried to upgrade my seats to the club seats or sweet seats to try and get out of the the cold, but I'm going to suck it up. Uh, Got those Costco hand warmers. I'll put them in my mitts. I'll put them in my boots, and I will have a good old time with my wife Saturday at New Mosaic Stadium. This game was really, you know, kind of a, a grinder, and the Edmonton and Calgary games always are. Grinders. Bo actually has 307 yards with two touchdowns, but Mike Riley, three touchdowns, 284 yards. C.J. Gable has 82 carries. Messam only had 35 yards on eight carries. He broke a few big runs. One that I can remember off the top of my head was called back due to penalty. I thought they should have given him the ball a bit more. DeVaris Daniels, 137 yards, and Mike Riley was on the run in this one. Nine pressures. Three sacks (laughs) against him. So I think Saskatchewan might try to exploit that this weekend in uh, Regina at New Mosaic Stadium, the last home game of the year for the Riders. Of course, they will not be hosting a home playoff game. I do want to mention, Matt, Corey Watson, what a brutal drop late in the game. And I went to this game hosting a party bus 
from uh, the Canadian Brew House here in Red Deer. And apparently old Trav can't drink beers on a bus. It's not the first time it's happened. I had two beers. I get to... The, <laughs> I, I see the sign. I get to about Leduc. We're going north on the, the Queen Elizabeth II Highway. And I see 40 kilometers to Edmonton, 8 to Leduc. And I'm thinking, not going to make it, man. <laughs> not going to make it. Pulled over at the stadium. I got off. My world was still spinning. Old Trav threw up in the grass three times from two beers. It was the car sickness that got me. It was absolutely brutal. So I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to uh, change that. Maybe I'll just have to be on the sober bus next time around. But two beers? Man, I am absolutely pathetic. I don't know what's wrong with me. Don't mock me, man. Don't mock me. (laughs) My CFL fantasy lineup. This week, of course, subject to change. I might make it all Argos. You know, they got something to play for. Edmonton does too. I might make it make it just all Argos and Eskimos. But right now, I have the Tie Cats defense. They're against Montreal. I mean, <laughs> nothing to lose there. Ricky Ray, Devere Posey, Darius Bowman. I do have Tyrell Sutton at running back. Uh, that is a big subject to change. I don't know if Montreal will play rookies but so far they haven't and they probably should have been doing it since labor day at running back i do have cj gable and i also have uh, marcus Thigben. that game on saturday in regina could be a snow game running game can take over in those bad boys maybe i just put LaFrance on the field for the riders he do he does have a history of doing quite well in snow games right eskimo fans i'm sorry i had to bring it up it's everyone's favorite game show. Are you smarter than two overweight Canadian podcasters? Pick the weekly winners in the CFL on Facebook or Twitter at Two and Out CFL. Well, I am only one overweight Canadian podcaster, and our picks are brought to you by SeatGiant.ca. If you want tickets for anything, you too is going to be coming to Montreal in the new year. You'll be able to grab tickets on Seat Giant. They are all in Canadian dollars. The Raptors are playing. You know, we got concerts, we got CFL, we got hockey. You can go get those tickets, seatgiant.ca. If you use the promo code POUTINE, you'll get a few percent off. You'll support two and out in the pro- process, and you'll get your tickets. And you won't get the stupid exchange rate when uh, you put it on your Canadian credit card because it's in Canadian dollars. You are totally taken care of that way. The first game of the week, it is the Hamilton Tiger Cats home to the Montreal Alouettes. It's ah, it's one of those Friday night football doubleheaders where the games overlap again. That is my pet peeve. But if you start the second game at 8 o'clock, people complain that it's too late. Live with it. Saturday night hockey's at 8 o'clock. Get over yourself, man. We don't want the games overlapping. We want to watch them all. I put my PVR to work. Here's the foolproof solution. Just PVR all five TSNs for six hours. I'm sure you'll get all the games somehow. Either way, (laughs) Hamilton is going to smash Montreal in this one. I don't know if they're going to be going with the starters. I personally think they should throw Everett Golson out there and give him some experience on the CFL field. Maybe they do that in the second half. But Andrew, 
of the Eskimo Empire podcast helped me out co-hosted last week. He chose the music for this week. So if you are annoyed, you don't like any of the songs, direct your complaints to him. Teenage Head. They are from Hamilton. Here they are. Who's gonna stop me with you? I do the wobble and the wobble to you too. Left the machine, here we come. I'm gonna have the soup. Some kind of fun, yeah. We're on to the next one. It is Calgary, home to Winnipeg. I think it's a safe bet if I bet my truck that the Calgary Stampeders win this one. How can they lose three in a row, including two in a row at home? That will not happen. That would be three in a row in the province of Alberta. (laughs) <laughs> I I cannot see that happening. I was texting with my good friend from Winnipeg and his young girl. What is she? She must be three or four years old. She thinks the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the best thing ever. And, you know, this season they were a great team. Well, she cried herself to sleep last week. So if you're a BC Lions fan, take that with you. Feel very sad about what your team did to a young girl in Winnipeg and he told me he felt sick to his stomach that they could be losing that home playoff game and you know what this is another wrinkle that team needs the home playoff game they got to pay off that loan for that new stadium they're not in a really good situation for it so Calgary throw the game if if Calgary <laughs> blows this then maybe I'll put the tinfoil hat on and believe the fix here, but Winnipeg needs that home playoff game. If Andrew Harris could kick field goals, if he could play quarterback as well as running back, there would be a pretty good uh, situation there. But he's only one guy. He's only one guy. I do have Calgary winning this one. Here's a punk rock band from there called Chicks Dig It. Then on Saturday, it is the Riders home to the Eskimos. New Mosaic Stadium, the last game of the inaugural season. There, I'm going Edmonton here. I just think that Edmonton needs this game. They want this game. I think the Riders just want to get out of this game healthy and uh, get to the playoffs wherever they end up. They end up and they will deal with it. But some of the stuff last week against the Alouettes, Bakari Grant, (laughs) showboating, basically trying to walk into the end zone. That's not going to fly in the playoffs. That is not going to fly against any Western team that is competing. It was a dumb mistake. I think Ryder fans are happy that it's happening now, or it has happened, instead of later in the playoffs. We've... (laughs) (laughs) We've had enough of those dumb mistakes in the playoffs. I just think the Eskimos need this game. They want that home game really, really badly. So uh, they're going to take it to the Riders, and they are hot right now. They're a really streaky team, and uh, I just think they take it to Saskatchewan this Saturday. It should be a physical war, though. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I wouldn't want to be one of the guys on the field. I'd be spending a lot of time in the hot tub after that one. This is Captain Tractor. What the hell? 
Captain Tractor and up the hill. The last game of the CFL regular season has first place in the East Division on the line. Will the Lions spoil it for the Argos? I don't think they will. Although, it's tough for a Toronto team to travel all the way to the West Coast. A late game starts at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. 10 o'clock Eastern, I will say this, my best work happens at night. Like, if I went to the gym at 11 o'clock at night, I'd do way better than 11 in the morning. Hey, maybe the Argos are like that. But old Ricky Ray, maybe maybe that's too late for him. I do love this quote from Ricky Ray. He was asked by a reporter, hey, the uh, CFL Awards were, uh, nominees were announced this week. Do you care about that stuff? And he said, no, I don't. What was the announcement? He did not know that he was Toronto's nominee for most outstanding player. The guy could win it, and he didn't even know that he was nominated. To me, that is absolutely classic Ricky Ray. I think Tressman and Pop have changed the Argos. I think they go to BC and win this game because they want first place. They want the bye. They want to host that East final at BMO Field. And I think that place is going to get loud for that East Final, whether it's Ottawa, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, whoever going there to play those Argos. It's going to be a fun one. Here is Our Lady Peace. That about does it. Uh, those are the picks for this week. Uh, I hope I go four for four. It'd be nice to end the season on a <laughs> on a high note. I'm in a pick'em pool every year. Fifty bucks buy-in, and if you have the best week of the season, you get forty bucks back. So you'd think I'd be able to win one of the twenty weeks. No, no, I <laughs> I'm out fifty bucks again. It's just my donation every single year. Hopefully, I can win at least forty bucks. And I'll only be out 10 next season. But it was totally a lot of fun <laughs> doing that. And that is, we're at the end of the regular season. Uh, the Grey Cup Festival coming up in Ottawa in just a few weeks. I'm hoping to have uh, Janine from uh, the Grey Cup Festival on next week. Talking about all the happenings. All of the events have basically been announced. So greycupfestival.ca if you want to check that out. I know at the beginning of last year, it was all said, oh, everything's going to be on Lansdowne. It's all going to be in one place. It's going to be amazing. And I wasn't really excited about that. Uh, I, I think part of the fun of Grey Cup is going around the city, invading the entire city, not just hiding us in one corner in Lansdowne. No, let's do it all over the place. That's me as an out-of-towner saying that. But <laughs> I'm kind of excited it's not going to be that way. There are parties all over the city, concerts left and right. It is going to be a great time in Ottawa in a few weeks. So I will see you there. 
in Ottawa, and we'll talk about that festival next week right before the playoffs. Remember, wear your poppies, okay? Whether you're putting your Christmas decorations up before or not, wear your poppies. That's why I'm able to do this stupid podcast and put it online on the internet for free. It's nice to have those freedoms as a Canadian. I am Travis Curra, Brazilian Thai. Should be back next week. That uh, laryngitis really took him out for a few weeks. So have yourself a good one. Like, follow on Facebook and Twitter at 2 and Out CFL. Give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes if you got a couple minutes. It really helps other people find our show and uh, maybe discover it a little bit. So get on there. Give us the reviews. Give us the likes. Give us the follows. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.